0: This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Greater Yellowstone Coalition announced Thursday it wants to raise more than $2.5 million by October 1st to purchase a gold mine on Yellowstone National Park's northern border. The group signed a buy-sell agreement with Crevice Mining Company, LLC, in October of 2021. Since then, the GYC has raised $3.74 million from donors towards the $6.25 million purchase price. Under the agreement, the coalition would purchase the mineral rights, leases, and claims to over 1,300 acres. The company's mineral rights extend across 1,250 acres near the park's border. In addition, the GYC is working to purchase more than 300 acres of private inholdings on Crevice Mountain, where grizzly bears, bison, elk, mountain lion, and other wildlife move between Yellowstone and the Winter Range in the Gardner Basin and Paradise Valley. The Park Gateway community of Gardner is about 10 miles below the mine claims, It sees about a million tourists pass through every year on their way to Yellowstone. Last year, the National Park Service reported the park's 4.9 million visitors had a cumulative impact of $834 million to local economies, supporting more than 8,700 jobs. Montana Rep. Ryan Zinke and Rep. Mary Peltola, the Democrat from Alaska, have introduced bipartisan legislation to aid communities adjacent to national parks to deal with the impacts of skyrocketing visitation. The Gateway Community and Recreation Enhancements Act was introduced on Wednesday and is a companion bill, the one introduced by Senators Steve Daines and Agnes King, the independent from Maine, back in February. The bill would create a pilot program to encourage people visiting more congested national parks to instead go to lesser-known and lesser-visited recreational sites on adjacent public land. It would create a streamlined digital recreation pass, that would make it easier for people to access public land without having to get multiple permits or passes, and it would call for the creation of a system to capture real-time data on land use and give that to the public so that tourists could better plan their visits. Most notably, the bill would require the National Park Service to consult with local communities before restricting access to the park. In an interview with the Montana Free Press Wednesday, shortly before the bill was introduced, Zinke said the effort to limit park congestion negatively impacts locals the most. He said it was especially concerning in places like Glacier National Park, where Zinke grew up. It has been buckling under the pressure of ever-increasing visitation for the past few years. In recent years, park managers have had to close part of Glacier Park because there were too many people trying to visit. It was a mixed session for the legislature's American Indian Caucus. that's composed of 11 indigenous representatives and senators. Representative Jonathan Windyboy, the Democrat from Box Elder, introduced nine bills including one designed to protect the integrity of Indigenous families and another to revise Indian education laws. Windy Boy's House Bill 317, establishing the Montana Indian Child Welfare Act, was a top American Indian caucus priority this session. Windy Boy, on multiple occasions, said that the bill's motivation lay in a pending U.S. Supreme Court case that could upend the federal Indian Child Welfare Act of 1978. Windy Boy also called for accountability for the use of state funds to implement Montana's constitutionally mandated Indian education for all curricula. That was House Bill 338. The bill would create a stricter reporting system for Indian education for all. The bill is currently awaiting a decision from Governor Greg Gianforte. One big win for the caucus was the passage of Senate Bill 120, which establishes a memorial highway in memory of the late Blackfeet Chief Earl Oldperson. Sponsor and Senator Susan Weber the Democrat from Browning anticipated the bill would be passed quickly, but then was surprised to see it tabled in committee. Quote, it was a struggle getting it out, and it shouldn't have been, Weber says. It should have been a slam dunk. It should have been easy. And I thought when I started it out, oh, this is just going to sail through. This wasn't the case. Governor Greg Forty signed the bill into law in early April. Representative Tyson Runningwolf, the Democrat from Browning, introduced several bills to address the issue of missing persons within the state. House Bill 18 creates and funds a training program for missing persons response teams. It had a relatively smooth path through the legislature and was signed by the governor on April 19th. House Bill 163, however, is awaiting the governor's signature or veto. That extends the state's Missing Indigenous Persons Task Force. Senate Bill 141 would have changed the state's Columbus Day holiday to Indigenous People's Day. Senator Shane Morrigo, the Democrat from Missoula, introduced the bill. It was tabled in committee and failed a blast motion on the Senate floor. Some also noted their disappointment with legislative dynamics in a session defined by a historic Republican supermajority. Quote, it was very, very contentious and just mean. According to Senator Weber, quote, I've been in five sessions. This has got to be the worst session in terms of personalities in terms of getting things done, and in terms of just how the supermajority manipulated everything. They didn't even need us, basically. Earlier this year, the Montana legislature dedicated hundreds of millions of dollars from the state's budget surplus to fund income and property tax rebates. And in the waning hours of the 68th session, they voted to add even more a bill to send more tax rebates added about another $135 million into the tax rebate programs that lawmakers had already approved. The original bill put $480 million towards income tax rebates. That's up to $1,250 for those filing individually and $2,500 for those filing jointly. $280 million will fund property tax rebates of up to $500 each for the next two years. The new bill would add an additional $100 million to fund more property tax rebates, up to $175 more per person for the next two years. The Department of Revenue has set up a web page with details as to who is eligible for the rebates and how to get ready to receive them. They plan to update it as more information becomes available. A general aviation aircraft made an emergency landing south of Seabon on Wednesday afternoon. There were no injuries and no damage to the airplane. Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton said a Cessna 150, owned by the Sleeping Giant Flying Club, ran low on fuel between Helena and Gates of the Mountains and made an emergency landing in an empty field near Interstate 15. Dutton said the pilot, quote, did a good job landing on the field. There was no damage to the aircraft or him. The pilot reportedly took off from the Helena Regional Airport and was operating the plane, over Helena's North Valley in what is referred to as a North Practice Area, an area of sky commonly used by general aviators for training. The deputy reportedly helped the pilot obtain more fuel and then blocked off a small roadway adjacent to the field to allow the pilot to get the plane airborne again. For nearly five decades, the grizzly population had, emanating from Yellowstone National Park, has pushed further and further outward, reclaiming old haunts where humans wiped out their forebears a hundred years ago. But now a federal biologist has told the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee that the Yellowstone ecosystem expansion into new habitat has ceased and that their range has even retreated in places. The data suggests that Grizzly Range was more or less stagnant over the last two years. It even retracted along the northern edge of the Grizzly Range in southern Montana. According to the data, overall the reduction is 142 square miles, about one-half of one percent of the total distribution. Interagency grizzly bear study team leader Frank von Manen suggested a reason for the reduction. Quote, there's more human influence on the ecosystem periphery, and so we have a lot more human-bear conflict and higher grizzly mortality. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.